welcome to another episode of Mike'd Up with Mellow in Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome to the show. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Yes, sir. Already in the chat, one of my favorite days of the week. For those of you that are maybe interested, we talked about it a little bit the other day, um, having a little get-together tonight for Thirsty Thursday. Are you going to be okay for tomorrow? Uh, there's only one way to find out, my guy. Today, if you're in the listening area, um, doing a little guys night out thing with our local radio show. Uh, so if you are local or if you're close enough, uh, I know there's a couple of you that listen from Kansas City. That's close enough, in my opinion. Uh, tonight <laughs> from 5 to 7, uh, again, at Woody's Woodfire Pizza. If you guys can make it, it's not exclusive to our radio show. Podcast yeah. listeners, welcome as well, doing some cool giveaways, and we'll actually do that every Thursday. Uh, so maybe if you guys have a vacation, you want to spend some time in Joplin, we've got some of our great local sponsors here. Hit Club 609, maybe get your oil change, buy a gun, you can do that online anyway. Uh, maybe check out an RV, even. You can come visit us and do that in Joplin, Missouri. Very excited about it. Also, uh, the timing of today's show, had to go at 1 o'clock, had some things going on. It worked out perfectly for us uh, because as soon as I was done this morning at around 11, the Kyler Murray news broke. And yep. usually this would have broken, I I think, right when we finished the show. I literally think it was like 11.15 yep. when people started kind of leaking it like, oh, there's a big contract happening. Kyler Murray gets his deal. If you're a, a loyal listener of the show, one, we appreciate it. Two, your boy was pretty accurate. On the terms and conditions of this deal, he gets a five-year deal worth $230 million. Um, I, I had heard that it would be something close to six years, 300. I think that's maybe where those discussions started out at. He comes in, uh, that's $46.1 million per year that will keep him in Arizona for another seven seasons. And again, a way that this, this works, he's still going to be on that rookie contract this year. Yeah. And at I, least another two years, this year and next year, I believe. And I believe that his fifth year option will still be picked up and he will be paid on that fifth year option for the following season, which uh, Baker was getting like 19 mil. So Kyler Murray going to see a little bit of a bump from that, I would assume. Mm-hmm. So going to be paid about 20 million in that fifth year option. And then that's when you start getting into the. The average pay, which is important for each position, uh, $46.1 million. It's the second highest average, um, especially with quarterbacks, um, and also the second highest guaranteed. Um, of course, Deshaun Watson got that highest guaranteed with $230 million. Uh, Kyler Murray gets $160 million guaranteed. I'm actually I'm kind of surprised that they, that they weren't like closer with the full guaranteed. Yeah, especially after we've seen, you know, the Deshaun Watson contract and what Kirk Cousins has been able to do and stuff. And like 
they just that didn't kind of fall this way. But the fact that he's pretty much under contract for seven years at roughly two hundred and sixty five million dollars. If you're Kyler Murray, you're pretty happy with this. Well, yeah, you should be. And I, it is kind of interesting that he didn't reset the market. He did not become the highest paid quarterback. Uh, that title still going to Aaron Rodgers, who's high, his his annual pay is fifty point one million dollars. <laughs> Again, Aaron never asked for fifty. Nope, never. Didn't ask for it. That's Why not what I'm getting that? either. Is what he said. That's almost a selfish move for somebody to to say that. Um, if you're not picking up on the joke, it was reported a couple weeks ago, months ago, that Aaron Rodgers was going to get fifty million dollars a year, and then he came out and said, "I was probably on the Pat McAfee show." Mm-hmm. Oh, I never asked for fifty. That, that's yeah. outlandish. Those numbers are wrong. <laughs> there it is. Like that I is the for official numbers. Forty nine and fifty two. I mean, that's what I asked for. Um, <laughs> with Kyler Murray, though, like, hey, congrats on the deal. It's awesome. I, I get why they didn't make him, you know, kind of reset the market because he hasn't proven what some of the, what Aaron Rodgers has. Right? Like, you haven't played a full season. You haven't won back to back MVPs. You haven't been there for a very long time. But the other crazy part about this with Kyler Murray is that three years ago, we thought this guy might go play baseball with the Oakland Athletics. We thought that's where he was going to go. And it was like, well, you got to play football? Which one are you doing here? Because you just got paid $4 million drafted in the first round. Is that where you're going to go? Does not. Chooses football. Goes number one. And now, boom, $230 million extension. Is that really just three years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. It feels like forever ago. About 2018, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's been in the NFL three years. It feels like he's been in the NFL for forever. Yeah, it has me second guessing myself. And the, the the other thing too is though is that we haven't really seen Kyler kind of live up to what I guess he could be, which maybe that's what part of this contract is too. Though. It's like, hey, I'm still getting better, I'm still developing, but at the same time, it's like we've not seen Kyler remain consistent through a full season. And I feel like there's still some people out there that are questioning Kyler Murray's ability to be a full like to be the leader. Of this yeah. franchise, the organization, the team in itself, is this a guy that you can rely on and trust? Of course, when he's on the field, you have an opportunity to win, and that's what you like. But at the same time, there's also been moments where we sit there and look at it and it's like, ah, I don't know. I think it's it's a little bit of a risk. Um, I even saw it in the chat. Let me scroll. Um, is this Kyler Murray contract going to end up the new Jared Goff contract? I... I won't go as hot takey to be like, yes, it will. However, I wouldn't be surprised if it does end up looking very bad. Yeah. So like we'll just we'll see what happens. I've just I've I'm not a believer in Kyler Murray. I think he came out and he looked really good his rookie year. And then I had bold predictions for him going into year two. I had like he's gonna have that sophomore jump and he's been good. I've probably underrated him a little bit just based off the numbers, but he's never had that big jump to like, okay, now I'm in this this tier of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you and I are both low on him. Would we have him like ranked like 14 yeah. in the NFL somewhere outside Excuse me, of the top 10 for sure? And that's not the fantasy value of it. That's just quarterback in general or typical ratings of it. But I mean yeah. like last year, 24 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. That's all right. You went nine and five starting, mm-hmm. and it's just like the other thing too with Kyler Murray is like you're not getting, you know, last year you didn't get the full season, which I understand, but at the same time, it's like the other rumors that you hear of 
like how, who does he listen to? Who does he pay attention to? Who does he take his advice from? How hard does he work? And I don't want to just sit here and keep knocking on the guy because this is you know a great day for him and his family. You got paid two hundred thirty million dollars over the next five years. That's amazing. Something to be proud of. You accomplished that. Congratulations. But with that comes the questions that I have as well: of Can you keep living up to the expectations or exceeding them? Because if you keep coming below them. That's not worth it. That's when it does turn into that Jared Goff, Carson Wentz type of contract, the Jimmy Garoppolo type of contract, where you sit and you look at it like, oh, we pay this guy way too much money, and he wasn't worth this, and we set our franchise back. Possibly. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I've, I've questioned him, I think, every stop along the way. If he comes out and he looks very good this year, then maybe you get into that situation with you know guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, where their contracts already look good. Yeah. They already look like they might be bargains. And I think even the biggest Kyler Murray supporters, I know our guy Brooks loves Kyler Murray, has him on like every fantasy team. I think even he can admit that Kyler Murray doesn't belong in the Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen tier. Now, some of that is just, that's when you came into the NFL. And I think a lot of people, there are probably guys out there that are like, how can you make Kyler Murray the second highest paid quarterback? Give it two years, he won't be. Yeah. Yeah, That's you know, true as give, well. it to, give it the end of the summer, and he might not be top two anymore because Lamar Jackson's contract. Yep. Which him not having an agent, um, maybe it'll work out for him. I, I, there can't be too much negotiation going on. If I'm Lamar Jackson and or slash his mother, I'm walking into the office and saying, "I want fifty million dollars." That's ne- the negotiation. That's all that we need to talk about. It's $50 million. I want what Aaron Rodgers is getting. I'm younger than him. I have an MVP. I'm way better than Kyler Murray, especially when you look at resume. Maybe you yep. disagree with that statement. But resume-wise, Lamar Jackson's better. He's probably about the same age. <laughs> so I, even going in, like I've shit on him before. of like, hey, you don't have an agent. Now is the time with Lamar Jackson where I'm like, do you really need one? <laughs> like mom, I'm assuming mom is retired. She's, she's probably doing pretty good. Agent now. <laughs> she can probably field those calls. <laughs> All you have to do is what's the number? What's the annual number that you're at? Is it 48? All right, talk to me later. Like, I'm not hearing <laughs> that bullshit right now. Call me back when the number starts with a five. And then we can have conversations on how many years and some of that other stuff that is going to go on. And then Lamar Jackson and Mama Jackson are going to hire an, an actual attorney to like look it over before they sign it. Yep. And it's probably going to cost them $1,000 or whatever. Um, but I, I don't think it will be long before we see Kyler Murray dip on these rankings. Um, yeah. But that is just kind of the way that it happens. I can remember a younger big country being very upset that uh, people thought Lamar Jackson would be paid higher than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and now it's just like, I really don't care anymore. That's a team bargain deal. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Really appreciate it. I uh, never really understood your frustration, but like it it really bothered you. It did because... You know, I last mean, summer? I think it would have had to have been. That's when he was eligible for this Yeah, and it was just mainly because like Lamar Jackson, I hadn't seen the year of development that we saw this last season, and him live up to it you know, and kind of face, overcome all the adversity that was there for the Ravens and everything they went through and how well he played through it and kind of kept leading the team. That earned a lot of my respect this last season. But, yeah, last summer it was just the, the whole idea of why in the world are you going to pay a quarterback more than Patrick Mahomes who hasn't won in season MVP 
I mean, he had, but at the time it was just like won the MVP, gone to the Super Bowl twice, you know, straight AFC Championship games. You had, I think, you'd only won one playoff game at the time. And it was just like, to, in my mind, last summer it was like that doesn't equal more money than Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to just like reset the market to reset the market. Find the value at the quarterback there. You look at it now. I've come to learn and realize it doesn't matter what you've really accomplished. It's what will you possibly accomplish, and that's why we're going to pay you this amount of money. Like you have done this, but are you going to keep doing it for us? Here's the pay for it. If you're a pro bowler, has Kyler made two? Seems like, or maybe he sat out last year due to injury. Two-time pro bowler. That you just you get to reset the market at that position. I think that's pretty much the only thing that you need to the box you need to check off. Are you a two time Pro Bowler? Are you eligible to resign or sign an extension? All right, let's go ahead and do it. You get to reset the market. And with Lamar, maybe maybe he did play it right because now he does get to look at Lamar or sorry Kyler Murray's contract and say, "Yep, do better than that." Yeah. Because before these negotiations, you know, just uh, two hours ago or so. Lamar Jackson's probably looking at that and saying, like, okay, I want Deshaun Watson money. Yeah, I want Patrick Mahomes money. But now you've had another guy sneak in there and get paid more, pun intended, with the sneak in there. Kyler Murray Small. Now you, I think you can definitely go to the Ravens front office and say, I need more money than Kyler Murray. Yeah. We don't have to talk about Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, or Josh Allen anymore, which is probably the tier of quarterback that he should fit in. He should be like, yeah, 45 and a half. <laughs> Now and, you can go to him and realistically say $46.5 million. Yeah. And you can look at Lamar Jackson's numbers through the season and in the playoffs. He's got a playoff win. We've seen Kyler Murray in the playoffs one time last year. They played the Rams. They lost 11-34, to and he had two interceptions. Yeah, he's, That's he's $46 million dollars a year. When you just look at Kyler's kind of box scores from last year, the 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, it doesn't look too bad. 69% completion. I did think that he struggled there for a little bit. Like he started the season off hot. Mm-hmm. Like he used, like looked he did like the year he was going to be the MVP and he was going to run away with it. Uh, very much a Russell Westbrook, or Westbrook, Russell Ooh. Wilson type season <laughs> for him, and then he kind of fizzled off. That's the way I remember it happening. Even like trying to go back and look at box scores and be like, how good was he? He stayed pretty consistent box score wise, but I do remember there being a little bit of a dip of like, oh, okay, maybe he's not the MVP caliber yeah. that we thought that he was going to be battled with the injuries. Well, I think it was well, that – I think it was like a Monday night. It was a primetime game against the Seahawks where Lamar – or not Lamar, excuse me, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson were just like – they just kept throwing inter- interceptions. It was like, this is a sloppy football. Neither of you are the MVP. Which one of you guys wants to win this football game? And I think Arizona did end up coming on top of it, but – it's just one of those deals too where I just I don't know. Like again, I'm happy for Kyler Murray. I just I don't think it was a good idea by the Cardinals. I was trying to look at his box score for last season and I accidentally clicked on like the advanced analytics. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the hell does all this stuff mean? <laughs> <laughs> Where's just a simple completion? I percentage? am confused. Where are touchdowns and interceptions? I don't know what these letters are. Uh, he did. He had a couple games there, like week 13, um, no touchdowns two interceptions, lost to the Rams, and they lost three games in a row. I think that was more the the case than anything. And then there there were reports. I don't know who started them. I, it might have came even from the Cardinals organization that a lot of his teammates were not happy with his leadership and with his play 
on the field. So we'll see what happens with Kyler. Uh, I still don't believe that Cliff Kingsbury is the coach that's going to get the most out of Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray will be there longer than Cliff Kingsbury. Wow. Wasn't there some anger from the ownership, the rumors kind of floating around too, that uh, they were upset with how hot the start the season, and then once they reach a certain point, everything just kind of like falls off right there at the end? I feel like we heard that from the owner. I don't Not directly from him, but there were reports of like Cliff Kingsbury is kind of dealing with some pressure here. The seat's getting a little hot because they start the season off well, and then things just kind of tail off from there. I don't remember that. Heat on Kingsbury or mm-hmm. heat on Kingsbury. on Kingsbury for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the like even going back to the Texas Tech days of like, oh, season started off well. Then here comes the middle of the season, and you're not good anymore. Fizzling out. Mm-hmm. Even the last um, five games of the season for Arizona, they lost four of them. Yep. Last year they had the they lost three straight games and then went and beat the Cowboys and then lost to Seattle to end the year and all that with Russell or sorry with Kyler Murray playing he did have a three game stretch where he was he was not real good and those were those three losses one of them was to Detroit I think that amplifies things too like oh if you lost to Detroit and you guys <laughs> only scored twelve points yeah losing to Detroit. Is like losing twice. So they lost five games to end the season there. But we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, probably the second happiest guy on the planet oh, today. For sure. Because uh, I do think that he he got a race today. He probably went from like, ah, I'll probably get around 45, 46. Now, even if he doesn't walk in that front office and say, I want 50, he's coming out with, I would say, 46, 47. Yeah. It's got to be feeling pretty nice. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think he'll get to that forty-eight mark, or do you think he'll like, he'll get to fifty? You're shooting to reach for. Oh my god! Excuse me. You're going to reach for fifty without a doubt. Are you then going to come down to forty-eight, forty-seven, and be like, okay, I'm now just making a little bit more than Kyler? I honestly believe he deserves to be paid more than Kyler, and it shouldn't be like one of those deals where like I'm averaging more than Kyler by like you know five hundred thousand dollars. Well, and that's the deal with uh, Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray gets $500,000 more over five years, which brings him in just ahead of Deshaun Watson for the yeah. annual um, average pay there. With Lamar, I, conversations will probably start at 50. Uh, peek behind the curtain, these conversations started at 50 and landed on 46 somehow. But yep. <laughs> it is what it is. But I do think Lamar, he's going to get paid. He should be paid Closer to 50 than he is closer to 45. Yep. And this is right when this news broke, we didn't have the numbers at first. So I tagged you in a tweet. I was like, hey, is this the six-year, $300 million deal we were hearing about? Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you get? Five years, 230? Yeah. You add in the the 20 that he's going to get from that fifth-year option. So six years, 250. The Cardinals might might feel like they got a, a pretty good deal. Yeah. It, you know, if he comes out and he has an MVP season, nobody will even be thinking like, oh, he got paid more than Mahomes, which I haven't seen a lot of that online today. No, because I think a lot of people realize with Mahomes, it it's always been like a team-friendly deal, you know, even though it didn't seem like it at first. They're like, whoa, 10 years, $500 million. How in the hell is that a team-friendly deal? Mm-hmm. Well, because right now he's the fourth highest-paid quarterback. Well, we're probably two years away. From Mahomes and Allen not being top five paid quarterbacks. Yep. And it's going to be like, let's go. <laughs> Sheesh. Wait, wait, two, in two years, you're going to have Joe Burrow eligible for an extension. Trevor you're have Lawrence. Justin Herbert eligible. 
Oh, you have Jalen Hurts eligible. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, yikes! But Tua, we'll see if maybe Tua. Yeah. What uh, he does. Well, speaking of Tua, I'm glad you kind of brought it up because their news came out yesterday too that the 49ers are giving Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade, yeah. and it hit me as we were doing the show of like. Where in the world could Jimmy go? Where's a possible landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo? And I thought, all of a sudden, just now, the Miami Dolphins. Well, I, I hate to spoil it for you. I'm pretty sure Mike McDaniel's already come out and said, like, no, we're, we're sticking with Tua. For sure. That's what I'm, yeah. That's exactly uh, which what could be do. coach speak, but I don't think Mike McDaniel's a coach speak kind of guy. I have no idea, and you know I'm not going to sit there and argue that point, but I thought, it was like, okay, you trade whatever draft pick value you want, and you send Teddy Bridgewater, so at least the 49ers are comfortable with that backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo can go into a backup quarterback role as well in Miami, or if things aren't working with Tua, here's Jimmy Garoppolo, already knows the offense, has good playmakers around him. Uh, the, who are the two teams that have kind of emerged in this whole uh, Seattle, I think, is one. Thing. Seattle is one. I can't think of the other I one. I didn't know there was another one, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. There was one more, but even though it's like, oh, Seattle, here we go again. Except for this time, it's within division. And I'll tell you what happened yesterday uh, with Jimmy G. He's been on the trade block the whole damn time. <laughs> this is not new news. Yep. What this is, is the 49ers getting a hold of Schefter and being like, yo, man, do us a favor. He's going to send be, a tweet. He's going to be ready by August. He'll be yeah, good to go. 100%. Maybe even the agent being like, yo, Shefty, help a brother out. Yep. They just gave us permission, wink, wink. To seek a trade. He, they've had permission to seek a trade this whole damn time. He was one of the first quarterbacks on the trade block. <laughs> but you know what? They're not getting any offers. And Baker Mayfield got traded. And now they're really not getting any offers. Mm-mm. And they're facing like the, do we cut this guy? Because he's due to make $27 million if he plays for him. I don't know what his cap is, what his cap hit is if he gets cut. But it's crunch time now. They're about a month away from oh, shit, we're going to have to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, as soon as training camp starts, I think that's where the roster bonus kind of kicks in. And the Falcons, like. thank you, Bryce. The Falcons were oh. the other team. Of like, uh, Maybe they would make a move. I don't, I'm still very questionable, though. I don't, if you're bringing in a quarterback to be your starter or to play or to compete with another quarterback, and it's July 21st, you messed up. <laughs> your whole organization is just messed up. So even like the Dolphins. If they brought in Jimmy G and I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think that makes Tua better. Like the bringing in Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold to compete against each other, I think both of those guys have that mentality of like, all right, I'm here to compete. I don't think Tua is that guy. I think that he needs that security of, yo, man, this is your team. Like You're good. And that makes sense because he hasn't had that yet. You know what I mean? He was dealing with the, hey, we're going to play in the first half. Now Fitzpatrick's going to come in. And it was just like, well, I mean, we're winning a football game. So you play the first half, you play the second half, win the football game. We're all good to go. You at least got your eight starts in a row. Yeah. You know Even I mean? our, our Dolphins fan, Tyler, says if Jimmy G is ever a starting quarterback of Miami, I'm choosing a new fandom. <laughs> I would I would hate that if yeah. I were a Dolphins fan. But who knows with that organization. Yep. Just something I, I really that kind of hit me this morning as we were, like just started the show and I was like, well, he's huh, Mike McDaniel was offensive coordinator yep. in San Francisco, and now uh, out of nowhere, Jimmy G has been given permission to seek a trade. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think the 49ers should still keep him. Oh, I wouldn't. If I'm the nine, like I don't know. Like we talked, you just mentioned the you know the whole security blanket there with Tua. If I'm Trey Lance, at some point it's like, hey, when the hell am I going to be the guy? You traded up to get me. 
Give me my oh, opportunity. I would, I would, if I were the 49ers, I would keep Jimmy G and start Trey Lance. I would not start Jimmy G. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, at least as good. long as Jimmy G's okay with that, but that's, you know, the one thing that we just don't know. Does the he want to be a backup? Paying a guy $27 million, though, is you get to control what he does or not. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not okay with it, it's like, sorry, dude, we gave your agent permission. Remember, nobody wants you. It's us or nothing. <laughs> Which <laughs> but $27 million to nothing. sit down and not get hurt doesn't sound like a bad gig. <laughs> He'd find a way. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow Jimmy G will find a way to not only hurt himself, but also hurt George Kittle this season. Just fucking jammed his finger trying to play catch with George They're going to be warming up before a game. And be like, George Kittle, inactive. You'll see the Schefter tweet, like, broken wrist. Oh, no, what happened? They're just dicking Jimmy around G before football game. one over his head. Kittle tweaks his ankle, falls to the ground, breaks his wrist while trying to catch himself. Ran it to the goalpost. Yeah. It, just wait. It will happen. Other things that should happen. Are you visiting Roper Kia? Check out their inventory online. And if they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And... If you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit their website. So, again, be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. A lot of people in the chat talking about Jimmy G. Injuries. I used to be like a after the Super Bowl, after the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl, I was like, man, I really don't think this guy's that bad. Yeah. And there were a lot of 49er fans who, uh, obviously, I used to do a podcast with two 49er fans. And I was like, I really don't think he's that bad. Like, he made like a, a bad throw in the Super Bowl, but he got you there. Uh, but then I did watch more 49er games after that, um, like more intently, not just like, a, oh, they're casually on. Mm-hmm. That guy's so bad. He's one of the more inaccurate quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't just, know how he got that contract. He missed so many looks, like and like so many passes as well. But even <laughs> like, even when you go back to the Super Bowl, there was I think it was a third and five or something. George Kittle wide open in the middle of the field. Didn't even look at him. It, it, I was it last year. I believe it was last year uh, that George Kittle was like open in the flat, and Jimmy G literally just sails the ball over his head. George Kittle has to like jump to get it, and then just gets hammered and gets hurt. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense why this dude who's just a beast of an athlete is always injured <laughs> as well. Like, and I know a lot of 49er fans even uh, specifically came after uh, Matt and were like, why do you hate Jimmy G? And he would just be like, because the guy sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, they're winning games, but it's despite your quarterback. And I just – I don't think it's going to be better. Yeah. I, you know, somebody in New England wanted to keep him over Tom Brady. That's You can't say that without could laughing. Could you imagine if that would have happened? Holy cow. We'd right? be talking like Bill Belichick. Oh, my. Like the whole outlook on that would be so much different. <laughs> Bill Belichick might not be in New England still. <laughs> I bet Tom Brady's like, I kind of fucking wish he would have. Yeah. I would have gone and won two Super Bowls with the Niners. <laughs> I mean, you guys would be stuck over here with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah, that would have been interesting actually, because that was going to be the trade, wasn't it? Just trade for Tom Brady to the Niners, and it was like actually instead take Jimmy Garoppolo for a second. Uh, I think so. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think you're accurate on that one. Other people getting paid today uh, was Kirby Smart, the Georgia head football coach. He gets a new ten-year, hundred twelve point five million dollar deal to stay with the Georgia Bulldogs. This is what happens when you win. A national championship in the SEC. I, I think that he's worth every bit, every penny of that contract because those Georgia fans are going to live that 
for another 30 years if they have to. <laughs> yeah. like, and Georgia might still be very good. I think that they probably will be. But, I mean, ask any Georgia fan if, like, that one season, like, even just beating Alabama, they're yeah. like, hell yeah, definitely extend. Suck on that. This is awesome. And, I, you know, no salary cap either uh, with those college coaches, too. I believe this makes him higher paid than Nick Saban, uh, which maybe even Nick goes back and is like, hey, by the way, you see Kirby's new deal, right? So, like, I'm going to need 12. And then the boosters and everybody says, like, of course, Mr. Saban, whatever you would like to have. But uh, SEC media days are going on as the stuff gets announced. And I did – I find it very interesting. Uh, yesterday, Nick Saban was talking about the competitive balance in football and how it's not fair that some of these blue bloods can go out and they can pay all this money for these recruits, that you've got guys making $10 million going to Miami and things like that. And it's not fair for some of these other programs. They can't afford that. They can't afford the recruits. <laughs> Well, Nicholas, where's your competitive balance now? Now that Kirby Smart is getting paid almost $12 million a year, you can't do that at App State. So nobody <laughs> complains. Nobody's bitching about competitive balance when Kirby Smart signs a new deal. You don't hear you know, the other coaches in the SEC. Mike Leach isn't going out there and being like, oh, yeah, this isn't fair. They're buying championships at Georgia uh, when it's a coach. So I just a little bit interesting when these uh, coaches get the big deal. And no recruit out there that I've seen so far is like, hey, competitive balance. These coaches shouldn't be getting paid that much money. Like, this is not <laughs> not fair, guys. Mm-hmm. That's the like my first big takeaway from this thing is nobody cares when the coaches get. Do you paid. know how much money Nick Saban's making? Um, I think he's around ten. Eight point four. Uh, I I found it the other day I was looking at it, and he's actually around 10 because he okay. gets bonuses for certain things. Like within his contract, like his base pay I think is maybe around 8. Okay. But he's also got like bonuses in there for like so many wins. The way the – so he signed a, a three-year – he got an extension last summer actually. And they say the extension will continue to pay him $8.4 million uh, salary for the current season but increase annually throughout the duration – of the deal, he'll also receive $800,000 contract completion bonus after each of the 22 through 2025 seasons. Yep. I was looking at some of the stuff of, like, not what will he be paid, but, like, what has he been paid? And it's closer to, like, 10, 11 because he's getting those bonuses for wow. <laughs> winning the SEC, winning the national championship, and things like that, which obviously he's not going to get every year. Kirby Smart did a hell of a job last year. Yeah. That's, that's the greatest college defense I've ever seen in my entire life. Do you think they'll have it again next year? Because, I mean, as much as we talked about their defense last season, it was, and they have more guys right behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they are all older. It's going to be the- really hard to duplicate what they did last year, but they're still going to have an incredible defense. I think the issue is with like, oh, can they do it again? Last year was historic. Yeah. Literally the best defense I've ever seen. It, all the depth that they had there um, – They've got a guy on their defensive line this year. His name's Jalen Carter. He's going to be a junior. A lot of people are already talking about him. He might have been the best defensive player on that line last year, and he didn't even start. Like that's how good they were. Yeah. You've got guys like um, who's the first overall pick? Trayvon Walker. Yep. Jordan Davis. Wyatt. Uh, who is the other? Wyatt. Uh, Devontae Wyatt. Like those three guys were your starter on the defensive line. Jalen Carter going to come in this year, probably be a top five pick. And didn't even start last year. So what they had last year was just too historically good. I still think they're going to have the best defense in the SEC because they are bringing back a lot of guys. 
Jalen Carter, one of them. Uh, Nolan Smith, kind of the pass rusher that they have. Uh, I think Robert Beal is another one that's really good. MJ Sherman's pretty solid. Keely Ringo is a corner. Secondary is going to be strong. Like they're still going to have a very good defense. Should I just sit back and relax and just keep, keep reading those studs off? Because holy cow, that's just the defense. <laughs> You want to get real crazy, too. Looking at Georgia, they've got three tight ends that could probably all start in the NFL. Their tight end room looks better than some NFL teams. And I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, let's see if Alabama could beat the Jaguars. No, they couldn't. But I'm legitimately, this tight end room is better than some NFL tight end rooms. Brock Bowers last year was a freshman, and he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. If Eric Gilbert is able to play this year, he could be a top 10 pick at tight end. And wow. then um, Darnell Washington is another guy who's like six foot seven, 265 pounds. He's going to be really good, too. He's uh, maybe not like a you know, second, third round pick even, but I think he's going to have an NFL career. But you've got two guys in Bowers and Gilbert that look like first round picks at the tight end position. Yep. You've got two of them. It's it's going to be pretty special. The offensive line going to be really good too. But uh, I've said it before. I've always kind of been a Georgia fan. Yeah. High school that we went to, we were the Bulldogs. Yep. So it's like, oh, okay, I'll go to Champs Sports and I'll buy a Georgia shirt because it says Bulldogs across it. Yep. Things like that. But Kirby Smart has done one hell of a job, and now he gets a big time extension. And again, Jimbo Fisher's not standing up there at media days talking about how it's bullshit that these guys are. <laughs> getting paid more at the SEC and things like that. It's, uh, it's always just interesting. It's, just, how that it's kind of funny how it works out. Mm-hmm. It just plays from one side to the other. It's definitely a double standard, and I've realized myself this summer how much that irritates me. <laughs> I've picked up on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The contradicting and the double standards of like, oh, it's okay when we do it over here. Uh, Again, like for Nick Saban, and I love Nick Saban. I think he's great. He's probably the greatest college coach I've ever seen, maybe in regards to football or basketball even with Mm -hmm. Coach K. But nobody talks about how we need competitive balance in college athletics or how we need guardrails for college coaches being paid. But when it comes time for a quarterback recruit, it's like, oh, this isn't right. Yeah. You know, if uh, Jimbo Fisher came out and was like, look at what they're doing over there. They're just buying their championships because they pay Nick Saban so much money. Nick Saban would have an issue with that. Yeah. But it's 100% true. <laughs> it, it definitely is. It, is there another coach that you have in mind that you think will exceed this amount of money anytime soon? Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, for sure. <laughs> After what national championship number two or three, he'll probably just... Yeah, like yeah, yeah, next three in a row, and then you go to the SEC, you know, as a powerhouse. Well, right, and then he's going to get to the SEC and be like, yo, I got two natties under my belt. Let's go ahead and up that pay. 15 mil, dog. And then McConaughey's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Here's your check, man. <laughs> uh, no. I, I love the optimism there. I love it. That's uh, nice. Dabo Sweeney, I think a lot of people are low on Clemson. I, I think that they could be back. Really? Mm-hmm. I even, uh, me and Brooks were tweeting something out. Uh, about DJ, yeah, and best like, shape oh, of his is, life. Is Clemson back? And somebody even replied like, no, but I'm, I'm telling you, I think they're going to be pretty damn good. <laughs> I think when people look at Clemson and they're like, oh, down year, Dabo sucks, Clemson's falling apart. I won 10 games. Yeah. <laughs> Looked very good. <laughs> like They won 10 games and their quarterback sucked. And we'll see what he can do too. I've, I've almost come back around on 
Uyunglele. Yeah. Of like, oh, everybody liked him. A little show off. You shit on him. Say the name. (laughs) Now he's coming back. So even like the, oh, is he in the best shape of his life stuff? I'm kind of believing. There's been a lot of positive reinforcement about how he kind of realized, you know, what was wrong with his gameplay last year, and he's willing to make a change. You like to see that. You like to see a player go, hey, this is what I was doing wrong. I was not prepared. Was I a little immature? Was I overweight? Absolutely. Coming into this season, remotivated, doing the right things. Boom, there you go. Some of those guys have that early success as a freshman, and you do get a little lackadaisical of like, ah, I'm just kind of going through the motions. Like, "Ah, I'm here, I've done this before. Yeah, I'm good. No problem. You know, it's not just college players either. We were talking about Leonard Fournette yesterday. Coming in at at 260 (laughs) pounds. Is that that an official measurement, like weight? Or was that just like the the, like anonymous um, sources and stuff like that of people talking about it? But I mean, the team's not going to come out and be like, "Hey, by the way, here's a picture of the scale of Leonard Fournette (laughs) weighing 260 pounds." But like somebody, sorry, you can't see the number because his gut's so fucking big. (laughs) Somebody, you know, is checking that weight and they're like, "Oh my god, I've got to tell coach about this." Yeah, and like on their way to tell the coach about it, it's like. I'm going to text my buddy and let him know. (laughs) (laughs) And then buddy tells somebody else. And before you know it, you've got like a, hey, I've got an unnamed source that says Leonard Fournette's 260 pounds. Here's a little tidbit that a lot of people maybe don't know, or maybe you do. Those equipment guys, that's a lot of unnamed sources right there. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Boy. (laughs) And like you want to talk about the guys that know everything going on in the building between like, I mean, just top to bottom. Because they're everywhere. They have to be. You know, oh, when those no. players walk in the in the locker room, they got about six or seven new shirts and shoes. Equipment guys put them there. Hey, what's that in this locker? I don't know. Don't say nothing. Or they just hear anything. Hear, yeah. hear everything. And the players want to converse with them because, you know, they're wanting, you know, new gear, more gear and stuff like that. Coaches, same deal. Anyone in the organization, like, I want a shirt, you go to the equipment guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's probably what it was. It's like, hey, uh, you know, Fournette's here. He's checked in. We need to get him some new gear. Uh, all of, all of the stuff from last year is fine. He just, um, we need a new size. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. that would be freaking hysterical. Like, I thought know, it was uh, a size large. Ah, we, we got to bump it up. Two sixties right? in the house. Yeah. It's like those shorts are, they're good. Uh, shirt's a little tight this year. So <laughs> maybe for just the next couple of weeks, can we, uh, can we get an XL for him? We just wanted to be a little bit the same more shoulder pads since college. <laughs> but funny thing is. The strap's broke, <laughs> and he can't do that anymore, so can you hook him up? And that's when the equipment guy's like, yo, Fournette's pads don't fit anymore. <laughs> Homie's thick. He's 260. <laughs> Which he'll, I'm sure he'll cut some. Oh, especially weight. in that heat. I mean, once camp starts. But, like, to drop 40 pounds, you know, 30 pounds that fast, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. that's well, He was listed brutal. at 228, so, yeah, he's got some work to do. <laughs> but I – some of those guys can just drop weight so quick. I used to have some friends that were wrestlers, and it's like they're walking around, and then that day it's like, oh, no, I have to lose five pounds today. Yeah. And not only, like, I have to lose five pounds today, it's like I have 30 minutes to lose this weight. <laughs> and literally, guys wearing trash bags, riding bikes. It's Sitting in a sauna. Yep. Mm-hmm. So some people just drop weight. Uh, we'll see. He did just get paid, though. He signed that three-year deal with the Tampa bucket, Bay. Yeah. I don't know if the three-year deal is enough for him to be complacent or if it's like, yeah, I got the Super Bowl, like I'm good. Or did he get the Super Bowl? Yeah, he, he did. Did he? Yep. It's hard to remember who's come and gone. Uh, Fournette is the Zion uh, football, possibly. We'll I mean, see. Bryce says in the chat, Fournette's on the Zion diet. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or maybe more like this guy, James Harden, who also just signed uh, a new deal. You remember chubby James Harden going into next, last season? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, oof, what's he been eating? And then Ooh. magically overnight, <laughs> he's lost weight. There were accusations that he was wearing a fat suit last year. I almost think he was <laughs> because I still don't understand how you have that much of a gut mm-hmm. getting ready to warm up for a basketball game with the Rockets. And then like, you go to Houston and it's like super skinny. There's no chance. That or, excuse me, you go to the Nets in the locker room, skinny. though. Huh? There's no chance that goes unreported in the locker room. Where was he? Was he at Houston? And then he was like, I'm going to get traded. That was the fat days. Like, if you're in the Rockets locker room, you're like, Harden's looking a little thick. What's going on? (laughs) I'm probably going to watch him take his shirt off and be like, you're wearing a fake belly? You're wearing a pregnancy belly? During the game? pregnant? Not practice. The games. (laughs) What are you doing? Still dropped 30. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, it's like, you know I'm trying to get out of here. Like, this is is my method. Don't question it. Um, But... James Harden, i not a fan of him, but also uh, congratulate him. I, I think he did an awesome thing. He signed a two-year, $68 million deal, and he left a lot on the table. He could have easily signed uh, a two-year, $80 million deal. Mm-hmm. Or, shoot, he probably could have signed like a two-year, $90 million deal if he wanted to. Yeah, uh, He could have gotten up there, but he left some money out there so they could go and sign guys like P.J. Tucker. <laughs> And I I heard it the other day. I thought it was Cowherd probably uh, where James Harden went to the front office. And I don't know if this was literal or not, but he said, make the roster moves that you need to do, like budget it out. Give me what's left. Yep. I don't care what it costs. Just give me what's left. And so if he's, he, if he's actually hungry for a championship, he could be scary good. And it, that's the, you know, that's the big if with <laughs> James Harden. Is how yeah. hungry is he? Is he hungry for more wins and you know an NBA championship, or is he hungry to get the game over with? He and was hit the just club? hungry. <laughs> yeah, maybe that as well. But I mean, thirty-four million dollars. You just—that's crazy. That's what a basketball player is getting over two years. I think I heard a stat last night. There's thirty-seven players that make over thirty million dollars in the NBA. That's ridiculous. I think the next big bump too is even like if looking at like the top tier guys. There's there's probably a couple of them, but even the number of guys that are making like more than twenty. Yeah, if you're making twenty million dollars in even baseball or football. It's like, oh, you're a star, like yeah. maybe even a superstar. You're a stud receiver. You know what I mean? You're stud mm-hmm. defensive back, tight end, safety. I mean, just holy cow! Yeah, you've probably been named an All Pro. A star left tackle making twenty million dollars outside of like safeties, tight ends, and running backs because they don't get paid. Mm, yeah, <laughs> next all. one, please. <laughs> Which are like three of my favorite positions growing up, but none of them get paid. <laughs> At the time, running backs did. Yeah. And then they were like, wait a second. What if we just stopped paying these guys? <laughs> yeah, they're done after four years Even anyways. Fournette, I think his deal is like three years, $21 million. Like He's getting seven mil a year. Wow, is that really all it is? I think so. Which is Holy pretty, cow. Pretty crazy. These NBA contracts are just out of hand, though. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, yeah, I, three year and twenty one. What nine million guaranteed? They're gonna let him play one year at two hundred and fifty pounds and be like, "You're done." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're good. Here's yeah. your two million signing bonus or that you got for the roster bonus coming to camp. You'll pay play this year, and then you're done. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Running backs just don't get paid <laughs> at all. Um, let's get to some of these other sponsors, and then 
um, some thinking out loud Thursday, uh, thirsty Thursday as well. You should go visit Club 609. Um, maybe not tonight, um, but you definitely should uh, check out their happy hour, home of the best happy hour in the world. Two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Definitely worth the trip to downtown Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, from, or excuse me, located on 1st in Main Street. They have been here a while and they do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you need to get your oil changed and your tire service. Make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at downtown Lube. Uh, Brooks put it in the chat money rankings as, as yeah. far as. Um, like leagues go, the NBA has the best contracts. Um, then probably baseball, the NFL, McDonald's, and the minor leaguers, <laughs> which is funny. It's also actually true, though. Yeah, I, I saw a sign the other day for McDonald's that was like eighteen an hour. Mm-hmm. It was like what? I I saw that they were paying, like they had a scale, like almost like based on age. Like, hey, if you're fifteen to sixteen. Maybe I don't remember. It was like you're getting like nine bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. If you're seventeen, eighteen, I think it jumped you up to like twelve bucks an hour. And then if you're over eighteen, I think it might have been twelve to fourteen. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting. It's not a bad high school job. It. No, it's really not. Yeah, and people are like people just kind of shit on McDonald's. It's like, hey, dude, someone's got to work it. Make it cool. Mm-hmm. Get your friends in there. We're gonna shift to McDonald's with all your buddies. Just smashing, you know, some burgers and fries after the shift. See you later. I used to, I had a friend and his mom worked at McDonald's. And a lot of people like tried to tease him and like make fun of it because there's, there's one McDonald's in town. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Like people try to make fun of her, but like my dad's loaded. Like we don't, my mom doesn't have to work. <laughs> she just works because she's like, she doesn't want to sit in the house all day. So she literally went to McDonald's because it's like super close to their house. Got a job that is like stress free, keeps her busy. She gets to choose her hours. She <laughs> loves it there. Like she's like she's like owning it. Like oh yeah, I work at McDonald's, but like she's made it fun. It I, she worked there for forever. Dang. And she was but up but 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 loving it while she was there. <laughs> so it's like there's I go I I have a, like a the McDonald's that I go to is that's like a thing I think. Like you have like your Walmart that you shop oh, at. Oh yeah, you, know, you like, got your spot. <laughs> yeah, my McDonald's. The guy that works there, he's super nice. I love it. like every morning. Like usually I go there for breakfast, but like he's the nicest guy in the world. I'm sure that like he's the same way. Like yeah, I see the nice car that's parked out there. I see the nice new Apple Watch and the iPhone that he has and things <laughs> like that. And I'm like, you either own this McDonald's or you're just. You're living it up here, too? Yeah, man. Just making sure you got some taxes coming in. <laughs> IRS knows yeah. you're they're getting some money from you. That's what that job is. Uh, I went to my McDonald's, my spot, uh, last week, you know, being super hungover. You guys heard about that on Friday. Can I ask which one is yours? Uh, the one right here on 7th and Maiden. Yes, okay. I just take a loop and then come mm-hmm. into the office. But uh, go, go up to the... You know, put my order in. The guy answers. It's like, hey, how can I take your order? Super nice guy. Pull up to the window. And I'm not judging a book by its cover, but he did not match the image that I had created in my mind of who this person was. Super up, bubbly, you know, really charismatic, fun to talk to. He was just like, hey, welcome to McDonald's. He had this funky saying. Pull up to the window. He's got a handgun tatted on his face. And I was just like, whoa. 
All right, man. What's up? Gang, gang, dog. Here we go. Here's my $7 for my number seven. I'm out of here. <laughs> a double cheeseburger meal. Yep. The two cheeseburger meal. The number seven. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to uh, work in like a shipping place. It was a photography lab, actually. So we printed pictures, and then I worked in the department that was um, – in charge of like packaging it up, shipping it out. So we worked every day with um, FedEx. They mm. would bring like two FedEx drivers every day at the same time, and we'd load up their trucks and they shipped them out for us. And the lady that worked at FedEx was a smoke show. Really? Like, I remember somebody literally asking her, "Why are you working at FedEx when you could go be a model?" <laughs> she like she was gorgeous. And she was like, I like my job. Like, what is what is that supposed to mean? He's like, you're too pretty to work at FedEx. <laughs> I'm like, if you're hitting on her, you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. This is not good. It's not working for you. I know that you think it's like you're building her confidence. It's not. It sounds like, why you're the fuck are you at her. FedEx? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, are you crazy? Like, what? What's the flaw here? What's... Yeah. A little something sure. going on. Um, some thinking out loud topics for you today. Also... Um, some nice little ones from our, our listeners, uh, also have two days in a row of the, just, just, just a tip. Yeah. Just interesting. I'm about it. I was going to tell you, I, I don't have a fucking problem with that at all. I said it last night. If that's what the people want, that's what the people are going to get. Yeah. Uh, my first thinking out loud though, is I don't know if you saw the video from the all-star game of the adult fan trying to get an autograph. I don't know who the player was, but this guy has like a Padres hat on, and he's trying to climb over these kids. Not necessarily little kids, but kids. Yeah, he's just reaching 12, between 12 them. years old, maybe Extended, 10 years old. Yeah. And he's trying to like reach through and climb over them. That is just embarrassing. Like if you're the player, it, if it's me, if I'm the player, I'm grabbing that baseball and I'm throwing it. Like I'm – Zach Grinky allegedly did this like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the same thing, especially if you're trying to climb over some kids to get an autographed baseball. Like you're a grown man, <laughs> grow up. Yeah, most of these guys too. And maybe I'm a little bit jaded because I've seen the actual like autograph seekers, like these guys that are just go out and try to get autographs and then resell yeah. them. You're a scumbag. Uh, and if yeah. you're trying to do it by climbing through children. You're an even bigger scumbag. 100%. So if I'm if I am the guy, if I'm the player and it's like I see you doing that, that ball's getting chucked. And you know what? If I'm in the crowd and I see it, the ball's probably still getting chucked. Man. Me I'll- currently today. Like if you if I ever get like arrested or it's like, "Oh, Web City man involved in an altercation over a baseball. It was me. Like I, <laughs> I would chuck that ball so far and be like, "You're a piece of shit, man. Grow up. These are kids. Like get yep. out of here. Go chase down your ball now." <laughs> <laughs> so for me, man, with that, it's like if you're doing it to be a scumbag, like just to get the autograph and sign it. Absolute mm-hmm. piece of shit. If you're just trying to be a kid at heart and get your own signature because you've never been in a moment like that, I, this is gonna be this is gonna be a bad take from a lot of people. Probably not gonna like it. Fuck them kids, man. I didn't go to my first baseball game till I was in high school. Did, if, well, did I get an opportunity to go get a signature? Uh-huh. No. If there's if a, fa- if I catch a foul ball in a stadium uh-huh. and there's a kid sitting next to me, he ain't getting that ball. She's not getting that ball. If I caught the ball. This dude was just standing in line like to get yeah. an autograph. And like maybe he was like, oops, I kind of nudged this kid like trying to reach through. It's whatever. Like, yeah. Get the autograph. It's cool. Uh, I'm right there with you on the foul balls, though. 
Yeah, it's I, like I've been going to games for uh, since I was eight, sixteen. That's ten years. I've been going to baseball game at least two every year. I've gone. I've not got to. I got close to catching a foul ball, and I made the mistake of like I'm gonna try and catch it with my hat, and it hit my hat and fell out. And then the people behind me moved my arm out of the way so his buddy could get it. And I it was a Bryce Harper foul ball at my buddy's like bachelor party, and that was what we did was go to a Royals game. And I was like, <clears throat> that would have been so cool if I would have caught that ball. Missed the opportunity. I may never get another chance to catch foul ball at a baseball game. I, my first game when I was like 13, maybe, maybe a little younger. Um, I think I was 11. Same. I've been going to like 20 years of games pretty consistently. I usually go to like two or three every year. Mm-hmm. So during the playoffs, it was a lot more than that. Yeah. I've only come close one time. And I like come close. I mean, like the ball was hit in my section to where I was like, I need to stand up. I might get this. Yeah. One time. So if I catch a foul ball, keeping it. Yeah. Sorry about you, kid. Or you know, if like, I'm standing in line like, to get an autograph. Documents that say you have cancer, you're, you're terminal, then I'll be like, I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to me after the game. <laughs> Man, I like I love that, but I just I hate that like that's the only time like that's the reason why they're getting the special attention. Like it almost just makes me feel even worse. Yeah. Like and I'm not saying they shouldn't get it. I'm not saying that at all. It just it makes it like I understand that it pulls at the heartstrings and it's so much more emotional, but it's just like would this kid have gotten this opportunity if it was just another normal kid? And we know the I answer is think, no. And it's just like, man, that kind of sucks. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're officially no more Mr. Nice Guy. Like, it happened. There it is. <laughs> no, and I'm, that's not, I'm not trying to come off fruit at all. I just It makes me just feel bad that the kid – like you can almost tell that it's on the kid's face too and they realize that. It's like I'm being treated different because of my illness. And it's like they're, they're enjoying it and they're happy, but they almost you can almost just look at the kid and tell they almost just feel guilty about it as I well. I watched a, a Disney Plus series with my daughters, and one of the characters has cancer. So they're letting her like go do all these things. Yeah. And like her mom is signing her up for stuff. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, here, honey, you get to go and you get to do this now. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to take the trip to Disney. I'm tired of being known as like the kid with cancer. Exactly what I I'm trying to be say. Yes. A kid. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Not so eloquently put. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. Especially when I just came off like two minutes before that. I was like, fuck them kids. I want my autograph. But, <laughs> but I am with you on the, the foul ball thing. I like, there's definitely an obligation if you're an adult. Especially if you're an adult male, to yes. be like, oh, I caught the ball. Let me like look for a kid. Or even there, you know, there's some videos where it's like, let me give it to the pretty girl. Sorry about y'all. Unless it's like a home run ball, and like me and Albert Pujols are about to negotiate what he's actually giving me for his last home run. I'm keeping the ball. It's going <laughs> yeah. in the pocket. Like, thankfully for me, I've got two daughters, so I can pretend. I can be like, oh, look, daddy caught a ball. Here, hold it. Don't you fucking lose it because it's going yeah. on my shelf when we get home. <laughs> I caught it. It's mine. Mine forever. But I would. I would keep the ball. And honestly, if I saw like a, a video or a clip where the guy's like, nope, not giving the ball up. Like, it's mine. I'm holding it. He's going to get booed a lot. It's not for me. To your own. Play on, player. If that's yeah. what you want to do, you go for it. You keep that baseball. Yep. Yeah, so for me, my thinking out loud Thursday uh, is just the road construction times. We got a lot of it going on at Joplin right now. Main Street, Seventh Street, Range Line, they're getting ready to redo a freaking bridge. And it's like, hey, uh, when we're doing this, maybe don't do it in the middle of the day where I have to sit in traffic on a street that's never had traffic. So you can close down the left lane, and then about a half a mile down, you're going to close down the right lane. Is this is this Mario Kart? Is that what we're playing Talk down Seventh? Range Line? 
Did it happen? Did they close it? It's going on 7th right now, but Rangeline, they're getting ready to, right, to fix that bridge. So, like, that's already annoying. But one thing – Go ahead. ahead. I just hate that you got to do this shit in the middle of the day. Okay, here's where I don't understand it. We've been operating on, like, the same calendar forever since I've been born. You're going to wait till the end of July to start these major road projects. When school's about to start in, like, three weeks, you had the whole summer. Yeah. Of like, hey, it's the end of May or, you know, it's June. Let's go ahead and start these projects. So maybe they're finished by the time we're back to school and, like, buses are on the street and things like that. But they don't. They always wait. And I, we were talking about it on radio. Um, they closed down here in Joplin, 20th Street, for months. Well, 20th Street is also the street that the high school is on. So for months, it was, like, super inconvenient. Then you'd run into bus stops and yep. things like that. It's like, why didn't you start this stuff Earlier, like even if like there's probably not a super convenient time to do it, the beginning of the school year is not the time to be doing construction at (laughs) all. And it's like the end of the school year, like, cool, we figured out the routines and things like that. Uh, Traffic flow. You throw it all out there in August. It's like a terrible time to do it. And for me, it's super hot, too. Are we thinking about the construction workers? (laughs) That's what I'm saying is like the road construction times. Do it at night when there's no traffic. Yeah. And like turn on and get a freaking light. Put it right there so you can see what you're doing. Uh-huh. I, uh, my dad worked construction for a long time, uh, and then he retired, kind of. He retired to keep working. I, I don't know. He's a worker. Double pay, dog. Double pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he used to work construction, and there would be some times where he would have to go and, or he would have to travel even a little bit. But he would, they wouldn't allow them to do construction during the day. That The city – would say, nope, we don't do that. Your project's going to have to be done at night. Yep. Bring the lights, have your guys get a hotel room, stuff like that. You can't do it during the middle of the day. And Joplin is apparently the opposite, where they're like, we're not closing the city down at night. Yeah, it's 106 degrees. <laughs> Put your boys out We've there. We've got too many drunk drivers out there that need to get their way home. <laughs> we do oh. close that stuff down in the middle of the day. And that's a crazy thing to say when there's only like three bars in Joplin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, He was even telling me a story one time. They were working in Springfield, and it was at night. And they had all the lights set up. They have all these like road close signs and all this stuff where they had to take out a large section of the road and replace like some of the drainage stuff under it. Mm -hmm. So they literally cut this huge section of the road away. And it was like six to eight foot deep, I think he said. And they're all just kind of like maybe on break or maybe they're just construction workers and one of them's working, four of them are taking a break. And they see this guy riding his bike and he just goes right past like the road close signs. They keep watching him. He goes, he's like, now he's past the cones. And it's like, this dude doesn't realize what he's about to ride into. And he rode this bicycle off of a road, off the road. It just goes six feet deep. Boom just they had to get like a ladder and stuff to get him out of there he says one of the funniest things he's ever seen a drunk guy like no shame there i (laughs) i guess are we okay with riding your bike drunk is that cool or should i I just feel like if you're the construction workers it's like hey man that's there's a hole there hey you gotta say something instead you're just like like, yo man he's just too drunk or who's chasing me someone's chasing me (laughs) where are all these voices coming from (laughs) i'm kind of right there with you too like i don't know I wasn't in construction management. My dad worked construction, but I was obviously never interested in doing that line of work. Mm-hmm. But who has decided to make late July and August the busiest months for construction? It's 
stupid. We uh, be we just we got to be better, guys. And it's always the road projects that happen right now. Maybe that's just again where we live and the way that things work here. Uh, had another little thinking out loud Thursday from one of our listeners, and it says, "Who are your all-time favorite? Not best, but all-time favorite players from football, basketball, and baseball. Could be college or pro, uh, but only one for each one." Uh, and he listed his. Let's start with football. His favorite player, again, maybe not best, but favorite, was Peyton Manning. Uh, your favorite football player is? Dante Hall. <laughs> and, like, hey, my list is going to – like, some people might are going to hear my list and be like, those are your favorite players? They, they are, man. I had a poster of Dante Hall in my room. It had, like, the mm-hmm. X factor on the bottom, and I thought it was, like, one of the coolest posters. Like, I like, – I used to have an Emma Smith poster, and then we switched rooms in our house um, to where I got my own room. And I was like, I want a new poster. It was like, boom. Thank you. And it was like, I want a Dante Hall picture and, or poster, and I got one. And now I have like an autograph from – and I just – I think you guys made fun of me when Matt like just gave it to me. And I was like, you have no – I tried try to play it cool, and I know what I didn't. Is it? Is it a, it's a picture? It's just like a, a signed Dante Hall picture, yeah, autograph picture. And like – Dude, as a kid, like going outside and playing, like my younger siblings really weren't that interested in playing sports. So it's like I'm shooting hoops by myself. I'm trying to play catch by myself. I put lawn chairs out in the yard, act like I'm running a two-minute drill in football, throw into a chair, or it's like <laughs> kick off. You know what I mean? Like I would put the tee up. I would kick the ball between the trees, hit a game-winning field goal. Like the imagination that I had by myself outside playing sports was incredible. But when it came time for a kickoff, there was only one player I ever wanted to be, and it was Dante Hall. I would, I'm dead serious. Like I'd create a no, player I'd on a video you. game. It's just I would create a player on a like, video game. And who it was am I like, going to be? Dante Hall. You were already bigger than him while thinking this. <laughs> Eight years old. Human joystick. Got it again. It's the AC factor. Back to return. He's running backwards. Broke some ankles. Zip. And I just, I man, it it's was Austin just... from Austin, Texas, now with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> you better fucking Let's see believe what he it, does here, John Madden. I'd create a video game. My player's name, Austin Hall. I'd be like, if I have the last name, I'm even cooler. Or I'd be like Dante Long. Like I just, <laughs> I would just mix last it up. Name? Oh yeah. I just, I thought for some reason, like as a kid, man, this is where my imagination went. Is like it would help my player be better because, like, that's when man, like, when you generate a player, like, you would just have. Like the random overall, like you wouldn't know. Like it'd be based on like what your parents did, like depend on how good you were. It's like maybe if I change my last name, this will be it. <laughs> yeah, skin color. I'm, I'm dark. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> still white as whole milk white. That's still was me. But increase that speed rate. <laughs> <laughs> I know you see the last name, Madden. Go ahead, bump it up. You know, a slow white hall. Didn't think so. Yeah. Oh, first name Dante. Yeah. Let me judge the shit out of this first name and make him faster. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I freaking I loved Dante Hall as a kid. Watching like just watching games too is just he was so much fun. Like that was the era of Chiefs football that I really fell in love with. Like even Trent Green being the quarterback, Eddie Kennison, you know, Priest Holmes, Tony Gonzalez, Tony Richardson, the tight or the fullback. Man, I just I freaking loved the hell. No of part of you being a, a larger kid was ever like, yeah, Tony Gonzalez maybe the the way to go there. I like Tony Gonzalez, but like I was also like very aware of who he was and like what the Chiefs were when he left, so I was kind of angry with him. And so there was for when did he leave? Were you young? Um, I mean, I had gotten older, but like watching him and stuff is like I realized Tony Gonzalez is like the only good player, and for some reason, I kind of already accepted the fact of like he's probably not always going to be here, <laughs> like yeah. even as a kid. Uh, so for mine, and I'm curious if you even know who this is. Growing up, my favorite football player 
was Herman Moore. I do not know. I think a lot of people are probably like, who the hell is that guy? Uh, but he was uh, like the first or maybe just at the time, one of the only big receivers. And big at the time is like he was six foot four, two 225 pounds, played in the 90s. And there for a while, he had the record for most receptions in a season. He was a Detroit Lion, for those of you that don't know. Again, he's not like super popular for some reason. I loved him, though. Mm-hmm. I, and I was a little bit of a Barry Sanders fan, but it was like, no, Herman Moore. Uh, had the record from – in 1995, he caught 123 passes. And I thought that he was fantastic. <laughs> and as growing up as a kid, I never wanted to play quarterback ever until um, I hurt my knees, actually. I always wanted to be like a receiver or a running back. And um, my brothers would always tell me, like, you're too big to play running back. Like, you're – you're going to be stuck on the offensive line. I was like, no, I'm not. Like, look at Herman Moore. He's big. Or they'd be like, it's best, at best, you're going to be a tight end. And I was like, no, look at Herman Moore. Like, he's good. He's, he's big. He can play uh-huh. receiver. I can play receiver. And then they'd be like, dumbass, we don't throw the football at liberal. Why are you going to play receiver? And then it hit me. I was like, shit, they're right. <laughs> I'm going to play that running back. I'm going to play running back. I had an answer for everyone, but that one's like, oh. <laughs> I used to despise quarterback so much, I refused to throw the football in practices because I didn't want the coaches to see me throw. So like in junior high ball, it would be like, okay, just broke off a run. Like, hey, throw the ball back into the drill. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to let you get a look because then you're going to put me at quarterback and I'm going to turn around and I'm just going to hand the ball off. Yep. Eventually, that is what I was the though. fucking opposite. I'd be like, hey, man, like we'd run a run play, and I'd be a plank center, run like lead blocking, right, or whatnot. Get down there and be like, we head into the running back, couldn't throw football with two. I was like, give it to me, I'll throw it down there. Launch that puppy 25 yards. I'd be in my head like, man, I know the coach saw that. Fucking coach, son, got to stay quarterback. It's whatever. I'll just <laughs> uh, play favorite center. Favorite basketball players. Mine's another interesting one. Uh, listeners submitted one, though. Brandon Roy. I... I, I get thought it. he was going to be pretty good. He was going to be pretty yep. good. It wasn't even a thought. He was until uh, injury. I think that he might have been – I think he was one of those microfracture guys, mm-hmm. myself included. And I was like, oh, look at all these people. Look at them doing it. Oh, wait, they're not recovering, and they're, they're great athletes. <laughs> I'm not a great athlete, and that's the surgery you want me to have? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, part of my uh, like follow-up, my you know, training was like, hey, don't Google Grant Hill. We don't need to get that in your head for the microfracture stuff. But Brandon Roy was legit. When they had him and uh, Greg Oden, I thought the Trailblazers were going to be something to be afraid of. Yeah. It didn't really work there. Uh, my favorite basketball player growing up still to this day was David Robinson. Aged myself a little bit there. Uh, the last player in the NBA to have a quadruple double. Yep. How's that feel, James Harden? Quadruple double. <laughs> Also got the 10 blocks in there. I think he also had like five steals that day. Yeah. Too. Just absolutely ridiculous. Very athletic big man in the NBA. Part of the dream team. David Robinson for me. For me, it was actually Allen Iverson. I loved watching <laughs> the crossover. Like, I remember playing the you video game. You got for little athletes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you got a type. Just speed guys, man. Quick. But, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, my other, like, my current basketball players. Like, Jamal Murray, you know, uh, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker. Like, I just, I like that style of play. And I know these guys are taller, of course. But, like, Allen Iverson watching him play, 
was just fun. It was special, and he was different. He didn't look like all the other guys. Like he was just Allen Iverson was Allen Iverson, and I knew and saw that as a kid. Like I even remember being, I think I was in third or fourth grade, and we had to do like book reports or whatnot, or like these AR goals that you had to go for. Um, and I would read these like player biography books, and one of them that we had in there was Allen Iverson. And it was like this guy was a stud quarterback in high school, almost went and played college ball. He was so good, but chose you make to go me basketball. Feel so old sometimes. And it was just like reading the book and seeing that and then you know you get internet and you look it up because you remember reading that in the book and you're like wow this guy was just like all over the field he was so fast you could throw the ball a mile and you get to basketball and it's just like look at him go and you see how everyone else respected and appreciate him and like even now anytime you hear anything about Allen Iverson AI it's just everyone has nothing but good things to say about him except for David Stern well whatever but Allen Iverson, I just I loved as a basketball. I, uh, and trying to recreate that big crossover that he would do, and like he would kind of hesitate with it, and then like throw it back underneath and go is like that was always so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yours was super quick as well. No, quick, not at all. <laughs> I had the Allen Iverson shoes. I think mm-hmm. two years in a row. They were just some of the coolest shoes I've ever. <laughs> had in my life it's like oh i could get jordan's like this is about the time my parents started to get like money and like work their way out of poverty and it's like yes you can get new basketball shoes what do you want it's like i can get new shoes and you're asking me what <laughs> i want w it's like i have choices this year oh buddy like, look out and cable's getting turned on next week like what's that doing is he selling drugs at the construction yeah. site? What's <laughs> happening here? Uh, but I had the Allen Iversons, and I thought I was the coolest kid. I honestly, like, with those Allen Iverson shoes, I was the coolest kid. It wasn't even like, oh, this kid thinks he's cool. I was cool. And even people like the high school team would be like, those shoes are dope. Like, good job. And I'm like, I know. Mom and dad got money now. I got new shoes. <laughs> we ain't poor no more. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see the other shoes that I've been wearing for three straight years. They have the holes in them. Mama got new shoes. I got new shoe money. That's what I had. Uh, Favorite baseball players. uh, Listener submitted one, Manny Ramirez. Uh, For me, uh, I've said it before, Mickey Mantle was like my favorite player because some of those like, as you're reading Allen Iverson books, I was reading about Mickey Mantle. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently the library got new basketball shoe money as well. Upgraded. (laughs) Got to update this shit. I swear to God, like the library I went to elementary school was like, who do you want to read about? Here's. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Jerry West. No, man, I got Derek Dieter, <laughs> Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. I think there was uh, now Terrell there was Owens, a Grant Randy Hill Moss. I really liked Grant Hill. Mentioned him earlier. There was a Grant Hill like biography, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was super old players that were there's like Lawrence Taylor was one that. I can remember like checking that book out at the library, being like, "This one's kind of new." Like, <laughs> he was actually pay- playing. It's got that colors movie, on you know? it. <laughs> His pictures are not in black and white. This is awesome. <laughs> He's pretty new. But Mickey Mantle was always a favorite of mine. Obviously, never got to see him play. Um, but uh, watching King Griffey Jr. play baseball, growing up, uh, just growing up in that era, what he did for baseball too. Like those, just those athletes in the '90s. I don't know that anything will ever really duplicate it. Just because we sat, we had so much access to them yeah. for the first time ever of like actually seeing them on TV and, and things like that. It wasn't just like legend of like hearing it on the radio or occasionally being able to see a game. Uh, so King Griffey Jr. was definitely mine. Yeah. Even like uh, I remember getting, I got in trouble at a baseball game one time for wearing my hat backwards. 
It's like Griffey does it during the home run derby. So I'm doing it. Man, so like I never In saw my that third on TV. grader <laughs> playing third base who's chunky and white. Yeah. Is my swing good? No. But I'm still wearing my hat backwards. You know what is hilarious for me to hear that is because I never saw anybody wear a backwards hat that I thought was cool. And I've literally never told you this story. The answer, yeah, I mean, seriously, it's you. <laughs> no, like, hey, I'm, I'm being 100% genuinely honest. I saw you wear a backwards hat. I think we're at, like, a church event or something. And uh, we were at, like, the playground, and you guys were shooting hoops or we were playing four square or something, and you had a backwards hat on. And I was like, I would never seen anyone else. And I was like, that looks pretty fucking cool. Like, and I remember getting a hat on, dude, going outside and playing. It was, it was in the summer. Next day, I take my hat, and, like, this is when, like, <laughs> The real country boys were cool because they'd have those little like fish hooks on their hat or whatnot. Uh-huh. You try and bend the bill as far as you can, try and rip it up. Like I'm a hard worker. I turned that fucker around, threw it on backwards. I go in the house and my dad just chewed my ass out. <laughs> He's like, "You don't wear hats backwards. That's so disrespectful. Who do you think you are?" So just I mean, just freaking chewed me out. And I was just like, "You don't even understand." I turned it around, went outside, immediately turned it back, started shooting hoops, and I was just like, "I hit shots with it backwards." And I would like turn my hat backwards, make my shot. Turn my hat forward, I'd miss a shot. Turn it backwards, hit a shot. And I was like, fucking Marshall's got it going on, man. He's got it figured out. No wonder he's good well, at sports. We had a baseball coach, too. Uh, he was cool. I've said before, like, I didn't play high school baseball because the coach was a douche. My senior year, they got a new coach. <laughs> um, and I was going to play, but I was like, still, obviously, it was high school. So I was like, oh, my knee's still tore up. So I didn't play. I didn't get cleared in time. And I was like, no, nah, I got to do it. They're going to let me run track, and I don't even have to participate, so I'm doing that. But one of his rules was you cannot wear your hat backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, so they gave you like a team hat, and they were actually pretty cool hats for the first time in forever. Again, new coach. He was cool. Uh, he's still cool to this day, but he's like, I have a rule. You cannot wear your hat backwards. If I see it, I take it, and you've got to pay for a new one to get it back. And I'm like, ugh, that's tough because <laughs> I am a backwards hat guy. Colin yeah. Cowherd would hate me because I still <laughs> like even if I'm doing something and it's like oh hats on forward like the minute that I start to not think about it it's like no but flipping it backwards yeah backwards hat all the time it's just almost more comfortable to wear mm-hmm. yeah yeah same you can I think uh Ken Griffey Jr. for that <laughs> well I do appreciate it uh for me my favorite baseball player though uh was Albert Pools, and you can kind of tell with these guys at the time where I really started paying attention to sports and loving sports was about that mm, 2003 to 2008 range where these guys were just, and I know Allen Iverson was before that, of course, but it's like when you get to these moments and you're like, who are the really good players on these teams when you're watching these sports? Albert Pools was it here in the area. Like I knew, I heard of Mark McGuire. I saw him play. I saw Sammy Sosa. I understood One of the greatest that. home run hitters of all time. You better fucking required. believe it. And then it was Put just some like respect on his name. <laughs> and then when like Albert Pujols came around, it was just like everyone that I went to school with was a Cardinals fan, and it was just kind of like I adapted that. But then it was like you'd play video games. I'd go to my buddy's house. He had an Albert Pujols like poster on his wall. We'd play the baseball game. We would like argue over who got to be the Cardinals, you know, and got to be Albert Pujols. Like you would try and recreate his swing out in the backyard playing wiffle ball. And it was just, that was so much fun as a kid. And then when I got to high school, playing baseball wasn't a good hitter. And our coach was like, man, as a team, we just don't hit the ball very well. Not really sure what the issue is. Well, motherfucker, where do you want me to start? So he decided to just change all of our swings. And he changed all of our swings to be the same as like Albert Pujols, where like you're really wide set, you keep your weight back, and then you don't transition until like right at your swing and you like barely pick your foot up. We're like, all right, like that's cool. 
we started hitting even worse. <laughs> yeah. But it was just like Albert Pujols was always the guy for me as a kid in terms of like one of the best hitters in baseball, like in getting to watch him play. I had a, a similar coach that was like, uh, like probably 12 years old or something like that, one of the last years that I played baseball. And he was like, I'm going to fix everybody's swing. And he literally, for Little League Baseball, brought us like into his work, like this giant conference room, and we watched instructional videos on like how Albert Pujols hits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what we're doing for the rest of the year, boys. Like, like take notes. Like, I mean, it was like a – it felt really cool at the time to be like, we're in a meeting. Like, we're crushing – we're breaking down film. Yeah. Look at us. We're cool. And then going out there and trying to hit a baseball without moving your front foot, it's like – I'm getting little dribblers to the shortstop. Exactly. Like, yeah. I have zero. Let me pick power. this knee up and just slam it. You know, let me slam my foot in the flipping yeah. dirt and see what happens. Wait, you want me to aim for the top of the ball? <laughs> nah, homie, we're getting lift. Yeah. <laughs> it's all uppercuts for me. Don't drop your shoulder. I was like, ah, oh. man, I remember hearing that as a kid. Like, don't drop your shoulder. Don't drop your shoulder. You're going to pop out. You're going to pop out. Go to Mobile, run into Adam Heisler. He's like, come to the facility, get a couple hits. I'm in there swinging the bat, and he was like, hey, Drop your shoulder when you swing. I was just like, what? Your back shoulder? Yeah, he's like, just drop your shoulder. Drop my shoulder. I start smacking line drivers <laughs> at the back of the cage. And he was like, yeah, they uh, they were wrong. This is like, he's like, you actually got a pretty decent swing. And like, even Matt was in there watching. He was like, yeah, didn't look bad. And I was like, damn, if I'd have just been dropping my shoulder this whole time, yep. I'd be in the majors. That was a big Definitely thing. wouldn't be, but it was cool to just be and have like Adam Heisler there, you know, who was a dominant hitter, you know, all through the minors in his career at baseball. Tell me, drop your shoulder, and I just start ripping missiles For through the us, it was always like, hey, get your elbow up. Get your elbow yes. up, son. Get your, get elbow your hands up. up by your ear. It's like, all right, I'm going to shimmy like I'm Griffey, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to strike out, but I'm going to look cool doing Ugh, it. <laughs> I hated it. Get your elbow up. My elbow can't go any further up. Yeah, and then you watch, like, even back in the day, it's like, then you would watch a major league game, and it's like, that dude's elbow's at his waist. Yes. I, and you're, you're this guy's elbows are touching together. Like he's just standing here like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but right. watch when he goes to swing, his elbow goes up. Standing in your stance just forever while this little leaguer tries to get into his, his wind-up. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like legs are shaking <laughs> just because they're locked. I have no idea where this ball's going. <laughs> <laughs> you watch a Major League Baseball game, and they're just like all cool, calm, relaxed. All right, here's the pitch. I'm in my stance. Yep. <laughs> so much has changed in baseball over the last 20, 30 years. It's been crazy. Uh, a little bit of a longer show. Let's get to the the just the tip question. Uh, let's get to it tomorrow. Uh, we'll do it just the tip Friday. Ooh. How about that? That's so you want to save to this get. for tomorrow then? Save it for tomorrow. If you have any others, uh, slide them in the DMs. Keep them anonymous. I will say – Send them to me or Big Country. We're yep. not very good at checking the mic'd up account. Yep, that's fair. Both accounts, uh, both DMs open. Send it to us, throw us in a group, whatever it takes. Uh, but if you want to remain anonymous, if you want to remain anonymous, you will. You mm-hmm. don't. You're, we will not call your name. Yeah, usually unless you're like, hey, it's cool to use my name. I usually don't yep. uh, on most things. So we'll get to that just the tip tomorrow again. If you have others, let us know. Slide them in the DMs. Let us know what they are. We appreciate you guys joining us on this little thirsty Thursday. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow, back to that regularly scheduled time. We appreciate you guys joining us today. We'll talk to you then.